With more screen usage and indoor time, myopia, also known as nearsightedness, is increasing and getting worse in children. Now, certified eye doctors can prescribe MySight one day, the first and only FDA-approved soft contact lens to slow myopia progression in age-appropriate children. Visit coopervision.com to find a Brilliant Futures certified eye doctor near you. One thing optometry has been missing is a unified message that explains the importance of eye care. Now, OYE Broadcasting has solved that dilemma. We're excited to announce this content delivery service that is designed to expand and enhance your practice and grow the industry of optometry as a whole. Please visit oiebroadcasting.com for more information and sign up today. Welcome to the Open Your Eyes podcast. Today we have a special show to help launch our movie. See the poster behind me, Open Your Eyes, the documentary. Open Your Eyes is now available on Apple TV, iTunes, and Google Play. Today's guest is my co-star, Chris Maraboli, who journeyed with me around the country for the three years it took to produce the film. Please enjoy this 90-second trailer. Each generation was supposed to be healthier than the last one. Lifespan was supposed to be increasing. We were supposed to be in this paradise by now. Instead of getting healthier and healthier, it seems to have gone the opposite way. Millennials were projected to be the first generation in history to not outlive the generation before them. We are certainly headed for disaster. I think a lot of people are beginning to question the whole story. We live in a time where the paradigms are shifting. And the optometrist, in my opinion, is one of the best kept secrets. The public doesn't realize about going to the eye doctor. So many different diseases actually manifest in the eye. The back of the eye is the only place in the body that you could actually see the blood vessels. Completely non-invasively, you could screen thousands of people, not just for their eye health, but for their whole body health. Because this disease is here, it's also gonna be here. And I can look into the back of my eyeball, and there are expert doctors on the ground who are looking at my eyeball while I'm doing it. The eye is the canary of the mind. The eye is the kingdom. Will everyone please open their eyes? So welcome, Chris. It's great to see you. Harry, great to see you too. How you been? I'm doing great. So where are you now? So, uh, I'm actually calling in from Tirana, Albania. Wow, what's it like in Albania? Uh, it's a little bit nicer than home right now. It's it's hitting sixties every day, and uh, we're eating some clean food and getting some culture in, so it's nice. My fiance and I do uh, the digital nomad trend, which now because like we're having this conversation from across the world, you can work from across the world. So we stay in a new city every month. Uh, next month we're going up to Montenegro. And uh, we're able to do our jobs from coffee shops and our apartment and stuff like that. So it's a cool way to see the world slowly. Well, well, it's great to see you, even though it's virtually. Uh, so we got a big announcement. Uh, tell us about when our film is going to be released. Yeah, so huge news. Open Your Eyes, the documentary uh, is coming out January 28th to Apple TV Plus and Google Play. So everyone will be able to watch the film finally. 
we've gotten really great feedback from the people who have seen it. I love watching the film. Uh, you and I are in it, which is awesome. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, exciting news. And it'll be on iTunes as well. Yeah, iTunes, uh, Apple TV, which I, I think they're sort of the same thing. And then okay. Google Play. Wow, it's really exciting. And January 28th, uh, people will be able to see our movie that we worked so hard on. Uh, we have over a million dollars into this movie. Uh, Wayne Chesler uh, did a great job uh, directing the film, writing the film. And I think people are really going to enjoy it. You know, it's scientific entertainment. So you're entertained. But while you're being entertained, you're learning. And what are some of the things you learned, you know, being a millennial and having to deal with an old guy like me making the film? <laughs> um, I actually learned a lot from you, it, both personally, but also in um, just with health. I mean, the, the, my story arc in the film follows getting a diagnosis from you uh, from a simple eye exam that you gave me, you were able to notice that I had some health issues, send me for blood work, and then confirm that I had some health issues. And then through your program, uh, your, your 10 point plan, I was able to turn those issues around and, and get on a, a better track and reduce the inflammation in my body. So that's probably my biggest takeaway from the film. Um, the centenarians, uh, so just a little background on them. There, there's these groups of centenarians around the world. Uh, these are people that live to be 100 or older. Um, their lifestyle is so simple and they're so healthy to the point that they're outliving most of us. And uh, you'd probably be able to speak to this a lot better than me, but they really don't suffer from some of the same eye issues that we have. Yeah, I mean, you know, when we spoke with the ophthalmologist there and, you know, they really have just one main ophthalmologist in town. Uh, they have a couple of others that may travel through there, but they don't have macular degeneration and macular degeneration is really a disease of the West. And it, we get it from inflammation and poor diet and, and, you know, uh, processed 63% of the food that Americans eat is processed. So that's polyunsaturated fatty acids, which is really just inflammatory oils, way too much sugar, trans fats, and processed, uh, processed uh, wheat. And uh, we just eat too much of that, too much processed foods. And everything they eat basically has one ingredient. You know, they're, they're eating a vegetable or they're eating their chickens that are running around on their property. And, you know, they lay the eggs or, you know, they kill them or whatever to eat the chicken. And uh, they go to the market and everything is very simple. They get water that's full with calcium and magnesium from these special places. And they sit outside a lot, which, you know, back home, you know, the dermatologists are telling you, stay away from the sun, you're going to get skin cancer. But one of the surprises to me was these people are out in the sun all day long. The minute they get up, they, they go outside, sit in the sun, and they're chopping wood or whatever they're doing. Uh, and, you know, they're, they're living over 100, and they're as healthy as could be. My journey took me to many experts in many places, and perhaps the last place I thought I would end up finding answers was looking into the eyes of centenarians in remote parts of Costa Rica. I had come to Costa Rica to meet up with the self-proclaimed myopia maniac, Dr. Javier Prada Lopez. 
Before visiting the kids of Costa Rica to evaluate the growing epidemic of myopia, we joined Dr. Gaston Laporte and Jorge Vindas, a field researcher specializing in the life of centenarians. Our first stop was Maria Trinidad. She's 103, and cataracts have completely robbed her vision. Muchos centenarios que no usan ningún medicamento, y es como muy común eso. En promedio. And you can see how deep is that cataract. You see it because there's such little macular degeneration. With these people, if we take out her cataract, is there a good chance she'll see well? Yes, very good chance. Maria and the other centenarians I met were all over 100. Except for their cataracts, their eyes and overall health was really amazing. I couldn't help but wonder what this said about the people I see in the States, whose eyes, health, and bodies were in far worse shape, despite being decades younger. I wanted to know how and why our society accepted chronic and systemic diseases as some new normal. That being not sick meant being healthy. Coming from the United States and examining many patients, it's really very interesting to see a man 100 years old who to be in such fantastic shape, but his eyes also to be in fantastic shape as well. I mean, he does have cataracts, but to show not, no signs of macular degeneration, the front of his eye looks very, very good. It's very impressive. Yeah. I think he is unique, and uh, all of this kind are unique, and we have to study more to, to see what's happening with them. It, it's really incredible, too, when, you know, watching, watching the film and, and uh, you know, some of the clips that we have in there, they're chopping wood and riding horses, uh, doing things that I would say most people would struggle to do when they're young, and they're just keeping up with it. So what, what do you think, how do you think the millennials are going to react to the film? So over the past few years, I've been talking to everyone I know about this incessantly. And uh, one of my other biggest takeaways from the film was I didn't know what optometrists do. I had always thought, you know, you just go in, uh, you read the chart with the letters and you get your eyes examined. And then uh, in my case, have to get glasses or contacts. Um, and what I learned since doing the film and talking to everyone I know, most people and most millennials in general don't know what you guys do. Um, I think the film is going to be incredibly eye-opening to people on why they need to go visit their optometrist. I know a lot of people my age now are doing online eye exams, uh, which we, I actually did one as a test just to see how it would compare, um, with the, with the real experience. And a lot of people are doing that, not going in to see their optometrist, getting like cheap glasses and cheap contacts that are causing them some problems. Um, and because they just think that optometry is uh, getting your eyes checked for new glasses, I think they're able to kind of take this shortcut around it. Whereas what I think the film does a great job of doing is uh, explaining, okay, wow, Optometrists can see um, into your eyes using this, this uh, imaging machine. And from that, they're able to look at the microaneurysms and, and figure out if you, you might have some health problems. I think it's over 300 diseases can be detected through your eye. Um, and I think that that's going to be the biggest oh wow to people watching, and especially people my age who maybe didn't grow up going to the optometrist uh, regularly. 
you know, a lot of people, uh, I mentioned earlier, my fiance, she had never been to uh, an eye doctor before her eyes started um, going, for lack of a better word, before she started becoming a little myopic. And she had no idea that, uh, that you guys were more than just getting glasses, because I think uh, optometry didn't get the same kind of media attention that like dentistry did. Um, so I think that this film does a great job of, of getting that message out there, along with the message that we should all live kind of a healthier lifestyle and how important lifestyle is in general. Um, I think for millennials and myself included, I was not aware of how much lifestyle contributes to your health and your body and how quickly bad behaviors and, and choices, whether it be with food or lack of sleep or anything like that, how quickly those can have uh, negative impacts on your health. Yeah, I mean, the diseases we deal with a lot, uh, non-refractive visits to the eye doctor is dry eye, diabetes, macular degeneration, and they're, all three of those are nutrition related. So if you have poor nutrition, uh, yeah, well, if someone's eyes are dry, we could give them a moisture drop or different drops. But a lot of times, if we treat the cause of the disease rather than just a symptom, people could do much better. And a lot of times they may need some help and they may need some medication or some artificial tears. But if we work on their nutrition, their diet, their lifestyle, they'll do a lot better in taking out the processed foods and putting in good foods. We always tell people, read the labels. If you can't pronounce it, don't eat it. Try to eat everything with just one ingredient. And I said, if you, I tell them, if you can't pronounce it or your doctor can't pronounce it, you definitely don't want to eat it, which is a box, a bag, or a can, you know, so you want to eat uh, organic apple or organic celery or, you know, things with just one, one ingredient, organic, uh, grass-fed meat or wild salmon or sardines, uh, you know, things that are, that are just healthy and uh, that's going to give nutrition to your body. And, and also, we also recommend that you take su supplements, you know, whether it's for something like macular degeneration, we're going to recommend lutein, zeaxanthin, mesozeaxanthin, omega-3s, vitamin D3, K2, uh, even like digestive enzymes, because as people get older, they're not absorbing the food very well. So we want them, so we they need a little bit of help to break down the food to absorb it. And of course, the, the amount of nutrients in food today, because the way food is grown compared to the 50s, you know, you need over 50 bowls of spinach to equal one bowl of spinach today with the same amount of nutrition, same with apples. So, you know, we, we're, 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 you know, they do tests every 10 years, the USDA and look at Americans nutrition and we're low in almost every, you know, every single uh, vitamin and, and mineral, you know, we're 93% of us are deficient. So, you know, so it's important to eat healthy, take some good nutrition. And if you want to try to avoid, you know, chronic disease, you know, whether it's eye disease or any type of systemic disease, which a lot of them will manifest in the eye. Like you said, we, we see close to 300 systemic diseases. And many times the eye doctor is the first person to diagnose those diseases. And because we're looking in the eye and we're using instruments that 
that are that could see the capillaries at 10 microns. So when I can see something at 10 microns, if I could, if it's happening here, it's eventually going to happen here. And Dr. De Silva makes that point wonderfully in the film. Who's a, who's an internist? So you know, we as an optometrist, we we pay, play a, a very key role in prevention because we can see things way before you know, other doctors could see it because we're looking in the eye, we're looking at the small capillaries. In fact, I did a study a number of years ago because I would see these microaneurysms. At that time, we would see these on the capillaries, these little bulges. We didn't even know what they were. I didn't know what they were at the beginning, you know, and I asked uh, people at the company and all kinds of retina specialists, and they weren't sure what they were either. And then just from studying functional medicine and vascular biology, I realized it was probably from elevated insulin and insulin resistance. So we did a study and we found out that those, those microaneurysms that we could see in the eye are, are correlate with insulin resistance. So if we could pick up whether you have insulin resistance anywhere on the spectrum, if it's way before they get become diabetic, you know, we know with, certain, with some simple uh, nutritional recommendations that, you know, we have on the website, uh, the Keriatrics, we could, uh, you know, we could help decrease the risk and, you know, work with other doctors, whether we're working with nutrition specialists or, or med medical doctors who specialize in functional medicine, when it gets significantly uh, bad, you know, whether it's something simple, you're starting to get insulin resistance, or as it gets worse, where, you know, somebody has maybe an autoimmune condition and, uh, and they go for very sophisticated testing with a function, functional medicine doctor. So, you know, it's really great to be able to touch people, uh, millennials of your, you know, people of your age, because if we don't educate them, they're not going to know, you know, they only see what they only are educated by what they, what they're interested on. They're looking on, on social media or, you know, the, the millennials that really don't watch much TV anymore. They're really just looking, you know, a lot of, Millennials don't even own a TV. They just are looking at their computer. So if we can educate them through scientific entertainment. I think we're doing a, a great job to help prevent um, mortality and, uh, and morbidity. So let's go deep into the eye using this technology to look at different layers of your eye. And it so happens with you, you can see these little swollen spots right over here. Okay, those are little microaneurysms in your eye. So that shows that you may have insulin resistance. I explained to Chris that microaneurysms were tiny swellings in the side of blood vessels. These were indicative of early warning signs of insulin resistance, a condition that we are learning is the root cause of many diseases and is preventable and surprisingly reversible, a condition we can now identify with a simple eye exam. And, I, and the film, uh, Wayne uh, put animation in the film. So even young kids like my son, who's 11, could really enjoy the film. So if you could talk a little bit about the animation and what was it like to put that together and if that was a lot of fun doing. Yeah, so the, the animation I love and uh, it follows the story of an avocado and you have to watch the, the movie to see the story, but it's a great story. Um, and it was done by Connor Halleck was the animator. And uh, great job. Long before there were artificial delicacies, gooey yummies, crunchy munchy snackables, the food pyramid was fresh, pure, natural. Marigolds bloomed, clean water flowed, and all healthy foods lived in harmony under the watchful eye 
of Quetzalcoatl. Buenos dias, Quetzalcoatl. <laughs> to the food processor with you. I decide what's healthy now. Quesquato! Our kingdom! It'll all be okay, Green. I think the animation does kind of a great job of... Um, summarizing the story in in parts uh in sort of a funny digestible way um i was actually there i went with uh wayne to the voiceover booth on the day that we recorded the voices for it and uh so a lot of the funny voices that you hear that's that's um either wayne or myself doing extra voices in the background but we got the uh we got voice actors we got anya who does uh, the music in the film to play Green, the main character. And um, just a lot of fun. I think a, a kind of a brilliant addition to the film to keep it fun, to keep it, you know, lighthearted. We, we always go for lightheartedness and like you're saying, scientific entertainment, but the entertainment part is kind of key in this. So having, uh, having that in there was great. Um, I'm curious if I can ask you one question. I know it's, it's <laughs> your podcast. Sure. But I'm curious. So this whole thing was your brainchild um, from the study to the film and everything. And now that it's finally coming out, I'd love to know what was your what was the uh, most interesting thing that you learned going through this whole process? Uh, the thing that surprised me the most and the most interesting was how much time the centenarians spend outside because we're drilled into us that we have to, you know, we have to stay out of the sun. And here are these people sitting in the sun for 14 hours. And that was, you know, I always knew sun was good. I mean, we have Jack Cruz in the film and, you know, he has brought the sun back into people's lives with all his, his, his YouTube videos and explaining how important the sun is for nutrition. And if you don't go out, you know, anything that if you cover, if you cover a tree outside with a, a tarp, eventually the tree's going to die. Uh, the things need the sun and people need the sun as well. And now I, when I drive, I, I the sun is nonlinear. So I always keep the uh, sunroof open a little bit. Just, you know, just so I can get some sun if it's in the winter and I'm not spending enough time in the sun. Luckily, I ski a little bit, so I get to go skiing with my son. I get to spend time in the sun. But his point is that this, you know, we're looking at these uh, these screens and the screens are really just blue light. And, and it doesn't have any when you when you're out in the sun, you're getting infrared, which is 42 percent of the of the, of the wavelengths that's hitting the body and the infrared is very healing and when you're looking at the screen it's you're off balance and eventually when you're outside the uv comes out and you have different wavelengths and it's important for the body to get all these wavelengths and it really kind of hit home and made sense to me that yeah the sun is safe sun is so important and if you look at some of the studies there are studies that show that uh there's actually an increase in melanoma 
for people that spend less time in the sun than more time in the sun. And that's not what we're uh, conventionally taught. When Carrie was at a conference in Mexico, he met up with Dr. Jack Cruz, who's a neurosurgeon and has some insight into the relationship between blue light, circadian rhythms, and our health. Circadian rhythm is everything. It's the basis of biology. When circadian biology is off, we get problems. And it turns out the most common form of the broken circadian mechanism is blue light. We're not talking about blue light in the sun. Today, kids are inside using blue light devices. So every time you put a TV on, every time a kid puts an iPhone on, every time they put an iPad on, you're telling your brain that it's solar noon. You have to remember that the children's anterior chamber of the eye is not similar to what your and I eye is. And it's much more sensitive to UV and blue light. That means that kids are more sensitive to the blue light hazard. Blue light from any tech device destroys melatonin. Melatonin's destroyed, sleep gets destroyed. Everybody seems to know that sleep affects health. Any light at night, as far as I'm concerned, does this. It ruins complete circadian rhythm. It ruins the eye clock. And you have to make the parents understand that the light that their children are growing up under is like an alien sun in this solar system. And when you, they begin to understand that we evolved for 4.6 billion years under that light right there, natural sunlight is not something to be afraid of. Because, you know, that's what sets the entire mechanism in the body. If you were to ask me, Jack, what's the single most important thing would be a takeaway for eye health? You can never miss another sunrise the rest of your life. Uh, I think of all the everything, I thought I think that was probably the the biggest op eye opening for me and open your eyes. And <laughs> I really enjoyed our time in Budapest and spending time with Dr. Zult uh, and learning about myopia control. You know, they were using contact lenses for myopia control before they were approved in the United States. Now, uh, my site, which is a myopia control contact lens, is now approved by the FDA. And a lot of us who are certified are able to fit it within the country. So, you know, as kids are getting uh, growing and becoming nearsighted, become, a lot of it is because they're not going outside and they're looking at these screens. So in the cities, myopia or nearsightedness is, you know, four or five times the risk of uh, people who are living in the country and uh, that are not looking at the screens all the time, although almost everybody's looking at screens now. <laughs> but we could slow down myopia up to about seventy percent with these special with these with these special soft contact lenses, uh, and then also there's uh, myopia control ortho K contact lenses. And there's a big risk when your eye starts expanding and getting bigger is not only to decrease myopia and, you know, as you're getting nearsighted, if you could slow it down 70%, there's a big difference in somebody who's really nearsighted, just getting up and trying to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night or looking at that clock, you know, from when, you know, from depending on what the number as the number increases. So uh, we could slow that down, but then there's also the health benefits of, of retinal detachment and my, uh, myopic macular degeneration and cataracts and glaucoma, we could decrease the risk if we could slow down myopia. So uh, I thought, you know, listening to Zolt, uh, I thought, you know, that, 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 that was a lot of fun. And Jason Fung in Canada, in Toronto, talking about insulin resistance and preventing diabetes. 
that was that was a fantastic experience so you know we i got a lot of experience and i got to learn from a lot of great people and talk to a lot of great people and it's something i an experience making a film which is much more complicated than i ever expected i had no idea how hard it is to make a film and what goes into it and you know i'll interview somebody for an hour an hour and a half and wayne will take one line out of that whole interview and i said i interviewed them for an hour and a half you take one line he goes yeah that's filmmaking i'm putting this puzzle together and he did it in such a fantastic way we got unbelievable reviews when we were when we were showing the film to the re, to the reviewers and after they would always ask me questions and they would always ask me, does my eye doctor do this? Why doesn't my eye doctor do this? Even though their eye doctor does it, they just have no idea, you know, that we're checking uh, to look at the blood vessels up there at risk for diabetes, hypertension, and 300 other systemic problems. And people just have no idea. And after they see the film, they want to run out and get their eyes examined, which is, you know, which is a wonderful thing because, you know, we, you know, the eye doctor saves lives, saves eyes, and, you know, and enhances life and enhances people's, uh, you know, ability to live because without us, you know, even if it's just simple glasses or contacts, they wouldn't be able to do the things that they do because, you know, so many, you know, I think it's like a, it, the last I looked, 110, 120 million people in the US, which is about a third, need some type of vision correction. So people wouldn't be able to go to work, you know, in third world countries, they don't have eyeglasses. And in the United States, people donate their old eyeglasses. And there are different missions that people do uh, to third world countries, and they get examined, they get them eyeglasses. And, you know, I've been on these missions that help third world countries where they can't afford eyeglasses, they can't afford eye doctors. And I've seen kids where and adults that, you know, have a terrible prescription, you know, a minus, you know, we do it in minus if it's nearsighted or plus, you know, I've seen a minus eight, a, an adult put on glasses and be able to see for the first time and, you know, and they're, you know, maybe, you know, in their entire life and the tears that start coming down, rolling down their face because they're just so happy or they're the opposite, they're farsighted and they're plus, plus seven, they put these glasses on and they can see. And they haven't been able to see. And there's a lot of tears involved. And it's very emotional for people to be able to see again and, and their family members. So the eye doctor provides just a, a wonderful benefit to people's lives. Yeah, that must be incredible. Those moments. Wow. So uh, is there anything else that you want to mention about the film? Yes. So we are continuing the mission of Open Your Eyes. So as, as we've hit on this a couple of times in our conversation, uh, millennials, people my age, younger, Gen Z, uh, whoever's coming next, um, we're not watching TV anymore. We're spending, you know, 100% of our time on our phones, in our laptops, like how we're communicating now. You can't avoid the screens. It's everywhere, right? Um, we're continuing the mission of open your eyes and the mission of reframing optometry in the eyes of the world. Uh, but this time we're trying to hit the younger generation where they communicate already. So we created, uh, we created OYE Broadcasting, which is a company that's going to be delivering social media content to patients through their doctors. Um, so it's full social media management. Um, basically, a, a doctor would sign up. We would take control of their 
social media accounts and then post to their patients. All of our um, social media posts are lighthearted uh, and, and driven with that scientific entertainment in mind. Um, everything is just about educating the public on what optometry does, on uh, what an optometrist can do for you and driving home the message that you should go see your optometrist. Uh, along with social media, we're also creating four shows every month. Uh, you'll get the Podwink, which is actually a clip of the podcast that we're doing right now. Uh, kind of an isolated three, four minutes of um, kind of like a, a shallow explanation of a much larger topic. And it's kind of designed to get a person interested in the topic. And then obviously you can go find the uh, the podcast episode and listen to the whole thing if you like, but sometimes you need just a brief uh, explanation of glaucoma, right? Just to get someone's foot in the door. So you get a podwink, you'll get Show Me How to Live, which is my show. It's about uh, a minute, minute and a half long every month. Great for social media, but it um, highlights one issue. The first month we did screen time, which focuses on how much time the younger generation spends on their screens. And the bad health outcomes that that can can lead to, whether it be myopia or, um, you know, even disturbing your sleep by looking at your phone too close before going to bed. So that show me how to live. Four Eyes is a great show. And for just some behind the scenes insight, a lot of fun to film. Four Eyes is uh, yourself, Dr. Gelb, and Dr. Harvey Fishman, who's an ophthalmologist. And you guys cover uh, a range of topics. Um, like sports, eye injuries, uh, fitting glasses for kids, things like that, all again, driven to be relatable and lighthearted. Uh, so much fun filming those. So, uh, and, and you can feel the fun in the show, I think. It's very funny. You guys have a great back and forth. Um, it's light, but you deal with some serious topics. So I love that. And then finally, you have eye openers, which... Um, so you mentioned uh, just a couple of minutes ago, you'd interview someone for an hour and a half and, and Wayne would cut out one line from it. Well, we still have all of the hours that we didn't use, which I think is like 200 hours worth of uh, footage that didn't go into the film. So eye openers is sort of a uh, repurposing or a purposing for the first time of some of these clips that never actually made it into the film. And uh, eye openers is again, another short, two, three minute um, vignette that focuses on one issue meant to be very digestible um, so that you can understand these concepts. And everything uh, that OIE Broadcasting does is with the goal to educate the public about optometry and what you guys do and how important it is. Well, the power of the eye exam, the things <laughs> that we see and the things that we do on a regular basis, I'm still amazed. I've been doing it for many years and Every day I go into the office and I examine patients. And I'm just amazed at the things that I, that I see. Uh, it's just incredible and how we could really and how much we really help people. So with that, I want to say thank you to Chris for joining me today. It was a pleasure working with you and continue to work with you. You're a great young man. And uh, it, it, it's, re it's really a lot of fun uh, spending time with you and working together with you on these projects. Well, thank you, one, for having me on the show, but also thank you for having me on this journey. This journey changed my life, uh, you know, health-wise, as you can see in the film on January 28th, 
health-wise changed my life, but also um, has introduced me to uh, kind of a, a different career path and, and everything. So it's been so much fun working with you, getting to know you. Uh, I think we have a lot of fun. I think we're doing a lot of great stuff and I'm just so excited about all of it. Well, thanks again. This is Dr. Kerry Gell for the podcast, Open Your Eyes. Fitting multifocal contact lenses presents a big opportunity to meet patient needs while growing your practice. Alcon is your partner, not only with our innovative portfolio, but through e-learning. Learn to enhance your multifocal strategy today with the Alcon Experience Academy. Since I bought Safe For You, my dad makes me clean his boat. It's natural y es un buen producto. Every time I go back to school, my mom always makes sure that I have my Safe For You products. I bring extra and my roommates certainly don't mind. It's a good thing I had Safe For You to clean up after this little guy. When my hands get dry, I like to wash them with Safe For You. And most importantly, the reason why I buy Safe For You is because it's safe for me and you.